Hey, Swan. Hey, Barry. Hey, our sponsor is back, Distilled Experiences. You can find your experience at distilledexperiences.com. Be sure to use the promo code MyBourbonPodcast for 10% off any public tours. Welcome back, everybody, to another week's episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I am your host, Perry, here on this kind of gloomy Sunday afternoon. almost forgot what day of the week it was. Sitting down with my good buddy, Swan. The Hi! Sw- the Swan. How are, how are you, Swanny? I'm pretty good. Good, yeah. I have not been drinking enough bourbon. <laughs> well, we did just do something kind of different for our, uh, our Patreon listeners. We did a little pregame chat, uh, which will go up, uh, will already have been up, actually, uh, the day before... Uh, this episode has come out, so I think we're going to start doing that with uh, all of our, our home base episodes, um, where we're just going to kind of sit down for 20 or 30 minutes, kind of warm up, have a drink or two, chat, and then you guys get to hear some of that. I'm all for it. If I can have more bourbon <laughs> at your house, yes. Well, it's a little scarce around here, so don't get... Uh, a little scarce. Don't so get too you excited. Could have, you could hook this up to the tap and have tap water for like a month. <laughs> a month? Yeah. Okay, thank you for being generous with the... <laughs> I take long showers. <laughs> oh, oh! could you imagine, you know how like you get soap in your eye? You're trying to wash out burning soap with bourbon? You know what? We're going to stick with Kentucky Utilities. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Kentucky Utilities. <laughs> hey, a couple of things up top uh, uh, here at the beginning of the show. First and foremost, if you have not yet reviewed the show... Uh, on your iTunes, Apple podcast app. I, I'm having a hard time pronouncing some words today, so this is going to be fun on this audio medium. Bourbon does not help that. Uh, nope, nope, no, no, it does not. Uh, please go and do that. It really does help us out uh, getting more people locked into the algorithm and seeing the show. And, you know, if you can't do that, let your friends know about the show, of course. Uh, we'll be reading out uh, another awesome five-star review here at the end of the podcast. Uh, and the other thing is that our Movember charity campaign is still going strong. Uh, we have just a ways off from reaching our new goal of $750 uh, for Movember. Uh, it is a great organization that raises awareness for men's health and men's mental health. Um, you can find out more about them at Movember.com. Uh, but the link for our personal campaign is in the description of this episode. Uh, every little bit counts. We are up to $580 out of $750. So please, 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 if you are able to do that, I know this is kind of a weird time of year to be asking for you know charity donations and everything, but this is something that is near and dear to my heart and is you know something that I have really wanted to do for a long time. I had to catch my breath. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, there's no better time to donate to something that involves no. mental health. I mean, the holidays are rough on some people, so it's always yep. nice to help out. Yep, absolutely. So, let's get on with the show, shall we? Let's do it. We start every episode out with a segment called Flying Blind. Yeah, my glass is very empty. <laughs> well, let's rectify that, Swan, as the as the folks of old used to do before the bottom of Bond Act. Please don't rectify this bourbon with, uh, with anything like dip spit. No, let's not. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, this... I'm not going to tell anything about this. Well... I want you to find out for yourself. Let's, and, let's go on this journey together. Yeah, this is in a rocks class for me, so it's... Ethanol's kind of out there. 
It's definitely it smells like a stronger bourbon. Oh, it smells so good. It is very, very rich smelling. I like that. Oh, nice, deep, dark caramel and chocolate notes. And, and there's not a whole lot of like alcohol intensity on it. See, I'm getting some more of that. Yeah, I, I have a smaller, I'm using a smaller rocks glass than you are. You are using the Drink More Bourbon Rocks Glass. Mm-hmm. I am using the Podcast uh, Whiskey Weekend Batch 1 Rocks Glass. Ooh. Ooh, that's good. Mm. Mm. That reminds me of Jim Beam a little bit. <laughs> it's so delicious. This mm. is reminding me a lot of... You get the hug with that, man. That mm-hmm. is ooh, that is good. Is that hug or heartburn? I've never been able to tell. I don't know. Tums <laughs> might tell me. <laughs> no, this is good. This reminds me kind of that Baker's uh, single barrel a little bit. Which one? The eight year or the uh, 13 year? The eight, eight yeah. year. Yeah, no, yeah. it doesn't have as much oak as the 13. That The oak on the 13 kind of smacks you in the face a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, by the way, speaking of that uh, eight year, Curtis and I reviewed it on last week's episode. So if you haven't checked that out, Go and check out last week's episode. It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. So, uh, no, I, I like this bourbon quite a bit. What so am I, I drinking? <sighs> you ready for this? I am. This is the initial iteration of Beagle Rare. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, this was uh, the, the original blend before it was uh, touched by any of us content creators in the podcast. I like this. In whiskey tube world. Can I get some more? No, I'm just kidding. I can't do that. <laughs> There's not much of it left, man. No. No, this is very good. I'm, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah. I, and it, it, it's funny if you listen to the episode that I did with ADHD Fishing. Which you should, by the way. Um, You absolutely need to go listen to that episode. Uh, I, I'm i going to go out on a limb here. No offense. Maybe the best episode of the year. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Birds don't make very good content. <laughs> What are you talking about? You've had great content. Well, if you can have a beagle that also flies, <laughs> don't get that on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it it was. I, I I actually it was weird. I didn't talk about it last week because I kind of forgot about it, and I was a little sick when I recorded with Curtis. But that was such. It was such a special experience. It was getting, it, getting to do that episode, and it's such just a unique angle mm-hmm. for bourbon in general. It's yeah, like a crowdsourced bourbon. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, hearing all of all of Matt's energy and passion behind it. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, he was sitting right where you are now, and. <laughs> You know, listening to him talk about his aspirations and his goals, you know, not just within the bourbon community, but personally mm-hmm. as well. And, you know, just seeing how bourbon is really a factor in that and, and part of his life and our lives and, and everything in this little community. It was it was special, man. And, um, you know, I don't I don't want to spoil too much. But uh, the moments after the the podcast within the podcast, those those are moments that I will think about and treasure for many many years. Yeah. So I I, I recommend um, if you have not gone and listened to that episode yet, 
or watched or watched the YouTube video, um, which I want to throw this out there. And it seems like, well, well, let me wrap up my first thought. Go, go check out that episode and go check out the video where I actually do my blending um, for Beagle Rare. But anyway, circle back around. People seem to really like that video. It's a good format. And the fact that I'm, I did a video at all and they keep saying, do more YouTube videos. Do more content like that. Yeah. And so I'm kind of considering being more active on the YouTube channel with something called like uh, behind the pear bar with pear bear or <laughs> do it. Yeah. Or, or something that, that just, you know, is more video content. I mean, people, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it if people didn't feel so strongly about it and made so many if it uh, resonates, awesome comments about it. Yeah. If it resonates, definitely do some more of it. Yeah. Honestly, leave us a, leave us a comment somewhere. Yeah, I mean, please can, do. Yeah, and let us know if that's something you guys enjoy and uh, what you would want to see out of it. Because, I mean, we can't replicate the ADHD fishing video to a T. I mean, that was just, it was amazing, to be honest. But uh, if there's some content you wanted to see, even if it was just video reviews. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, there's only so many reviews we can do in a year, right? I mean, literally, there's only 52, (laughs) at most, reviews that we can do in a year. Yeah, unless we just have lightning round and by the end of it, I'm like, someone give me a ride home. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> bourbon pursuit's got a, a a corner on the whiskey quickie so yeah no we'll let them have that one <laughs> yeah absolutely but i i think that you know if there is something and maybe it's not every week i don't know if i can do every week with the video content maybe yeah. every other week or a couple times a month or something like that um but if there's you know something that people want to see get reviewed you know in that same kind of format that i I did. I'd love to hear about that. You can send us uh, tweets to at my bourbon pod or, you know, hit us up on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Uh, You can also send emails to this, my bourbon shop at gmail.com. We actually have an email that I'm going to be reading out later on, which, uh, you know, I always like reading out emails. Swan's pointing to the E.H. Taylor straight rye. Perry, I'm thirsty. (laughs) (laughs) I love Sunday afternoon drinking. Me too. It's a good time, man. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> well, as we uh, pour this next whiskey, Swan, what have you been drinking recently? Rise. <laughs> Rise. You know, it got cold. You start reaching for some of these like higher proof things, and you're like, well, these are great. But mm-hmm. you know what you can't drink every night? Higher proof things. <laughs> uh, so you kind of want that like extra warmth in your chest, a little extra warmth in your glass, wherever you want the warmth. It's fine. Uh, but it's uh, it's something I wanted, and I get that from Rise. So I've really jumped on that train recently. And uh, a bottle that uh, somebody actually let me finish up was – and Perry just picked up one. Uh, it was a Russell's uh, rye, the single barrel rye. Oh, no. You pour what you want. You go for it, good sir. It's my house. It's your house. I'll do what I want. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, no, that single barrel rye that they have, if they ever open that up for picks, uh, Perry, we got to go. I might buy the whole barrel. I don't know. That stuff's so good. Hey, um, speaking of picks... We might we might have some some news about the first ever this is my bourbon podcast pick. Is it the one I was also informed of? Um, by a certain entity, m- mutual friend of ours. Yes, yes. We'll talk more about that here in the future. Oh, but yeah. uh, if anybody's interested in uh, learning more about that, stay tuned because we've 
We've got some really cool things happening in 2020. Stuff's moving. We're calling it the 2020 vision year. No, that's dumb. We're not going to call it that. You can, but that'd be a lie. My eye sounds <laughs> terrible. I don't wear glasses or contacts. Oh, proud of you. It's amazing. I am the only person in my family who doesn't need them. I went to a concert yesterday and sat at the top, <laughs> and I was just like, just, just for clarification that I need these, let me take my glasses off for a second. I was like, oh, blobs. <laughs> yeah, no, they're a necessity. Which one's my girlfriend again? You know, it's so hard. <laughs> They don't, they don't call it the ginger choir for nothing. Yeah. No, it's just, I couldn't pick it out. Yeah. So you've been drinking a lot of rye. A lot of rye. Yeah. No, the Russell's Reserve single barrel rye has been great. The Wild Turkey 101 rye. Honestly, Wild Turkey, congratulations on your rye. The Cornerstone was amazing. I got yeah, another no sample of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really need to check out some more Jim Beam rye um, because I've been lacking in the Knob Creek single barrel rye category. I have not actually owned one yet, but I've had sips of some. And then just the regular standard offering of Jim Beam rye. Mm-hmm. Is I mean, it's a staple. If you don't have one of those sitting around, I mean, you should really go grab one. Oh, yeah. What have you been drinking as lately, I tap, Perry? As I tap on the bourbon cap. What have I been drinking recently? Well, let me tell you, Swan, what I've been drinking recently. So I was at the Wild Turkey Distillery the other day, and they had something real special in the gift shop. Ooh, okay. They had, not that bottle, this bottle. Um, that was another Russell's bottle, which we're going to try here in a little bit, I believe. This is the Master Distiller 2019 Russell's Reserve Single Barrel. That is special. It is from Camp Nelson F. Even better. It was distilled in 2009 and dumped on 9-11-2019. All right. <laughs> Ten years old. So, well, just just about, yeah. Um so I, I saw it and I was like, I think I need to get that. Yeah. I really think I need to get that. Uh, so Eddie himself actually picked it. Uh, I, I, I'm curious to see what you think about it because it is very, very different from any Russell's pick I've ever had. Okay. I can get behind that. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, uh, we're, we're going to try some of this a little bit later on. This is Justin's House of Bourbon's new... Uh, Russell's pick as well. Just picked this up today. Cool. And I actually tried it while I was there because, um, you know, luckily Justin's is cool because they have, you know, that that tasting bar and all their picks are there. So if you want to try their picks before you actually buy a bottle, you can do that. That's amazing because you really, some of them I've really wanted to try picks. Uh huh. Yeah. Before I bought. Um, this it's one one of the reasons that I I picked this up. Not only was was it because it was good. Uh, but because it was also uh, distilled within about two weeks of this uh, master distiller bottle. Oh, okay, so it's just very similar. Um, or potentially could be similar. Potentially, yeah. Same yeah. warehouse. Uh, actually dumped a day before the master distiller pick and bottled on the same day. Okay. So we're, uh, we're going to see what's up with this. You know, again, same rickhouse, same floor, just two different picks. So we're going to do a little side-by-side here in a bit. Uh, and then also, something that I recently kind of revisited, I talked to you about this, is the uh, the barter house. Yeah. The orphan barrel. Yeah. Which, um, it's, 
It's funny. It's actually the oldest bourbon that I now own because yep. I bought the rest of it off of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that bottle I picked up in, I believe, uh, the end of 2017. So it was 20 years old. Yeah. You know, released that year. Uh huh. So that's some that's some old juice. It's what is that? 96? 96, 97? 96, like 97. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, it, it surprised me when I went back to it because I remember us being like, I just don't. <laughs> well, I always thought it was good. It was just a little watery and it was just nothing but butterscotch and oak. Sure. And it didn't really have a ton of nuance. And that's kind of what I associated, at least when I first started picking up that, that barter house. I was like, this is going to have so much depth. Yeah. And it just didn't have that. Yeah. That butterscotch, I think, is still really prominent. Mm-hmm. But as it's had time to open, the age is really starting to show through. And I think that at 90 proof, it's really quite appropriate. Yeah, I remember their original tasting notes. One of the big things that they hammered home was biscuits with honey on it. They said that was a big thing for them. I don't know if I ever have picked that up Yeah, on here. Oh, here we go. Uh, it says on the bottle... A soft and elegant nose, reminiscent of warm spice, biscuit, and buttercream, is cunningly paid off with a mellow taste of roasted grains and charred oak, finishing with pleasing hints of spice and brown sugar. You mean butterscotch, right? Butterscotch. Yeah, yeah. butterscotch. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. exactly what that means. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's good. It's definitely not something I'd reach for every day, especially being oh, 20 no, years no, old. No, no, You're no, like, no, no, no. this is just a novelty as well. Like, you should just have people yeah. try it. Because I would love to have somebody try blind wild turkey 101 and then that mm-hmm. and i guarantee most of them would say you know you know i kind of like both of them they're really good i don't really have hard time picking which one i would like out better if not picking the wild turkey and then come to find out that that whole like oh they the longer it's been aged the better mm-hmm. it really gets thrown out the window with having like that and something a little younger six sure. to eight years sure yeah anyway that's what i've been drinking recently this E.H. Taylor straight rye is very good. It is, yeah. It's. <laughs> I can't believe I used to make old fashions with this. <sighs> yeah. Actually, I bet it makes a pretty daggum good old fashioned. Uh, if we're being did. honest. Yeah. <laughs> it did. I used some spiced cherry Woodford bitters with some orange bitters as well. And uh, used that. Amazing. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'll have to. I actually would like to try that in an old fashioned sometime. We can make it happen. All right. Sounds good. Swan, do you want to get into some news of the week? Yeah, what news we got? Well, uh, let's talk about some recent releases. Uh, The biggest one, I think, being uh, not actually a bourbon, but bourbon-related. Bourbon-adjacent. Bourbon-related. Maybe not adjacent. Anyway, it's the the Boone County bourbon stouts from Goose Island. Um, Yeah. Those beers are wickedly popular every single year. They are, yeah. When they come out. And, Honestly, uh, just this time of year, you know, beer that's been barrel finished is getting mid big. It's so good, man. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I had the uh, the the Willitized Lagunitas uh, the other day that's aged in their their rye barrels. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's great, but it will get you messed up because it like the the main release of it is in it's not quite a seven hundred fifty mil bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably like a five hundred mil. Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they call them bomber bottles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it, I at first was like, oh, I'm gonna have some of this, and then save the rest for later. I I drank the whole bottle. <laughs> oh. 
I regret nothing, okay? Yeah, no, that's sort of how naps on the couch start, at least for me. <laughs> uh, Pear Bear and the, the, the couch naps. Anyway, um, so their, their newest releases of the Boone County Bourbon Stouts just came out. Um, I, I'm a fan of them. I know you know you don't really drink bourbon much or beer much rather. Yeah, no, I drink bourbon, not beer. Uh, <laughs> but I uh, no, I've tried some of them, and they're for me they're more tolerable. But it's still not something I, I like that much. What is it that you don't like about them? Is it just the beer itself? The beer, yeah, it yeah. just tastes like a soggy pretzel to me. I can't do it. Interesting. That's usually where beer lands for me. <laughs> You know, and it's probably one of those things, too, that if I just made myself drink a beer once a day for, like, two months, I'd be like, okay, yeah, now beer's good. Yeah, now. sure. But I don't want to do that process. <laughs> I'm good. You know, all this weight that you've lost? Yeah. It would come right back on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's all good. I think I'll, I'll pass. But uh, I don't mind finding them. I mean, we picked up what it was another one I just uh, we found was the uh, Goose Island, right? Yeah, that's, they, what we're, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. But, I mean, like, we... We um found that one that was what was it the orange and coffee, yeah they, right right they, yeah. I mean they've got a bunch of different releases uh-huh. of that, and then this year they put out that flight as well from like they had a 2017, uh-huh. 2018, and 2019. I've actually got one of those coming. Yeah, that's just <laughs> I don't know what it is, but this year I've just been all about the uh, the the Goose Island stouts. Yeah, I'm just so excited about them. Like I've so. You you found me two bottles of the uh, the regular stout. Mm-hmm. I've now got two bottles of the the one that's aged in Knob Creek barrels. Do you know about that? That's aged for two years in Knob Creek barrels. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never had it before. I'm really yeah. really excited. Well, they they have that. Is that that Knob Creek that's in this like the four pack that you can get? That's like the uh, fat tire, I think. That's, in Knob Creek. That is. Um, that's New Belgium. New Belgium. Yeah, yeah, and that's the Oak Spire, which is also really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that's an ale, aged in, uh, in Knob Creek barrels, not a stout. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're definitely uh, more knowledgeable on this. <laughs> I just see, oh, beer and a uh, bourbon brand. I know Perry. Do you need any of this? <laughs> like that's that's my general go-to. Now but, I I understand, but it, I. It's funny because there's always so much hype around these, mm-hmm. and it's one of those times where I go, totally worth it. I think that this, you know, the quality of it totally warrants, or totally, you know, makes sense when when we're talking about the hype. Do you see it. this being the next thing, is integrating spirits with bourbon? I mean, or like, just like other spirits with bourbon, like, I mean, this is oh. taken off. Um... Because, I mean, they've already done this with beer and tequila. Yeah. I don't know. Because I feel like you, you have to think about what's going to impart the most flavor mm-hmm. and what's going to interact well with the beer itself. So, you know, with I think with bourbon or rye and even barrel-aged tequila, I think that is something that's going to impart flavors that benefit the the end product as a whole. But if we're talking about something like a barrel age gin, yeah. I don't know. Vodka, there's definitely nothing there. No, no, we're good. <laughs> Unless you want potato beer. No, I prefer my potatoes <laughs> as fries and or regular potatoes. Uh, or sweet. <laughs> yes. 
But uh, no, they've also done it with uh, let's see, coffee, mm-hmm. rum. Yeah, I mean they've they've got plenty of releases that are just mixing the two. Bring it on, man! If you want to age anything in that syrup, oh heck yeah, syrup's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still daydreaming about that Vermont uh, syrup made oh, in the from uh, from uh, Whistlepig. Yeah, from Whistlepig. That Nate brought over. Oh, that yes. was uh, oh. ruined me, Nate. You did. <laughs> That was that was something else. Yeah, I'm all for them aging it, and the bourbons that have or the uh, beers that have been coming out aged in bourbon barrels. I mean, everyone's been going nuts over them this year, and it seems mm-hmm. well deserved. Um, yeah, I've heard more about those this year than like when zombie dust hits and people go nuts over that. I've oh been, yeah, I found that on the shelf this year, and I'm like, oh yeah, isn't this a thing? Don't we go <laughs> nuts over this? There's no one waiting waiting outside. What's going on? Are we good? <laughs> Does anybody know about this? Yeah, and then the Goose Island aware? stuff. It's just sitting on the front shelf, and I'm like, there's six people waiting here for this, Perry. Do you want it? And mm-hmm. he's just like, yep, yeah, grab me too. Yeah. And even still, I went to uh, you know, I went to Liquor Barn yesterday, and they still had plenty. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe they just, uh, maybe, you know, Goose Island saw the, the demand over it this year. Because it does certainly seem like there's more... There, out there. there definitely is, because I remember uh, two years ago when I first started hunting, I saw people posting these, and I'm like, oh, they're, they look cool. What are, what are those? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're beer? No, I'm good. I don't need that. <laughs> uh, but then I went one morning on Wednesday, and I'm like, why is there just rows and rows and rows of single bottles in these you know, brown brown bags? And I'm like, oh, those are all bourbon or beers that have been held for somebody. Somebody just come and uh-huh. pick them up. And I'm like, why would you do that for beer? Well, because it's good beer. And now I'm sitting at the Euclid Kroger, and I'm like, Perry, do you need beer? Do you, I can bring you beer. Do you need it? <laughs> that made me sound very alcoholic. <laughs> well, it's good beer, guys. It's good beer. But, no, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, and, and I mean, like, it, it is very good. It is also a little expensive. I mean, a single bottle of that is $13. So it's not like it's, you know, it, it's not something that's just kind of run of the mill, you know, haphazardly thrown in your cart yeah. as you're going through the liquor store. I mean, you do kind of have to think about it. You know, beer is not like bourbon. <laughs> I mean, once you open it, it's going to go bad yeah, pretty quickly. Uh, so, I mean, you either have to consume it right then and there or find a really solid way of saving it, mm-hmm. which actually I, I, I looked into a little bit. It's not going to last as long but if you put a cork in a in a bottle of beer it'll keep for a few days yeah I which i had, i didn't even you know really consider but anyway boone county bourbon stouts awesome awesome beers uh be on the lookout for those this uh this holiday season yeah you know what else has been people have been posting pictures of and it might be on your list over there i'm just ruining things i'm sorry you gave me bourbon uh <laughs> it's uh the uh Larceny Barrel Proof has started to hit some profiles. I want a, I want a bottle. Where is my bottle? Right. I don't know where these people are getting them from. We're in Kentucky. I need it. <laughs> I need it. They've already announced the proof point. They've announced uh-huh. the MSRP price, which is the same as the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Hell of freaking loot. Thank goodness. I am so all over that. Yeah. And I'm so glad that they also, and this is a pet peeve of mine, and I know Perry's in the same boat. As soon as I mention it, his face is going to light up. They changed the label. 
because the previous barrel proof, they literally had the exact same label, and then down at the bottom, it just said barrel proof instead of 92 proof and large text. Yeah, and then you get to the, the checkout counter, and it says $100 for the bottle, and you're like, this is not what I was getting. Yeah, <laughs> and so now that's it's in, like all black on the front, kind of like they used to do the old Elijah Craig barrel proofs where they had the pirate you know black label in the front. Right. I'm so excited. Just a barrel proof weeder. Cause I mean, no, no offense to Maker's Mark. I really enjoy their cast strength, but 111, I want it to hurt me, and it doesn't <laughs> hurt at 111. Like I, I want I it want... to pay, punch me in the face and then say you're welcome. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what I need from it. You know, and just knowing that it's Heaven Hill, so at some point there's gonna be a hazmat version of this. Oh heck yes. Yes, man. I hadn't even considered that. Are hazmats a thing of the past, though? I think so. I think I think they are too. It's been a long time since we've seen anything hazmat from the the antique collection. The, I think the, the most recent one was probably the William Heaven Hill, right? That got up into hazmat territory. Didn't they put one out yes. that was like one forty point two or something yeah. like that? Yeah, that's right. But I mean, but even like Elijah Craig barrel proofs haven't been hazmat in. Three or four years, I don't think. Yeah. They did just so. put one out that was almost 137. That's true. So, I mean, that's up there. That's definitely not something I, you give to a beginner. I need to try that one again. I think I finished my sample from <laughs> from Heaven Hill. We'll need a refill. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just give him, a, give him a ring. Yeah. <laughs> See what Connor's up to today. Yeah. No, it's... I, I'm definitely looking forward to the Larceny Barrel Proof. I yeah. think that's going to be something I'm going to start picking up just like I do my Elijah Craig Barrel Proof where mm-hmm. it lines up and I've got like six of them. My girlfriend's looking at me like, you don't need more. They're all the same. And I'm like, they're all different. <laughs> but they're all good. They all have different names. This one's <laughs> nice to me. This one's mean to me. Well, let's talk about another special release. This is This is cool. This is really unique and caught me off guard and unfortunately you can't purchase it anymore but i i wanted to kind of talk about it just in the fact that it even existed you brought this to my attention i believe or maybe adam terry did but that wilderness trail willet barrel that yeah they picked the 16 year old mm-hmm. willet barrel that they were selling for uh, uh charity mm-hmm. to get rid of cancer yeah yeah so cool Oh, I need it. How? Do you know how much it costs one? <laughs> I got like $2. Make it happen. <laughs> well, you're going to need um, $2,498 more Ooh. For, All right. for this 16-year-old Willet Barrel. You know, I might just admire it from a distance. <laughs> but I'm glad that it exists. I think it's a very cool thing for them to do, and I'm, yeah. sh- I'm glad that the money's going someplace that's good. They took a very Parker's Heritage approach. Uh-huh. And put money to good use and gave some people that are much more fortunate than myself in the pocketbook territory uh, some very good, very good bourbon, hopefully. Much more gifted in the in the, the pocketbook area. Yes. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, th- this is something that, I mean, legitimately did catch me off guard. Because I was like, so you're telling me that another distillery went and picked a barrel of somebody else's bourbon and then are selling it themselves Mm -hmm. like and and they're not making any secret about it like it's not sourced bourbon it's not you know like they're uh, like contract distilling or anything they legitimately went to will it picked a barrel 
and they're selling it under not even as a collaboration just kind of under their own label yeah it's really really interesting and different and i wonder what it means for the future of you know distilleries doing stuff for charity i i am all for it i would love to see some amazing collaborations Uh um because i I think people could definitely do some stuff with bardstown bourbon company where they say hey i'd really like for you to make a blend with our product and your product but i want to supply some rare you know 16 year old willet bourbon for you guys to blend with Mm -hmm. i'd love to see something like that yeah um Or even if somebody went up to Dixon and said, hey, I, I'm going to supply some really old product. I'd like for you to blend it into a product that you would like to release. Something you know interesting for that. And sure. It could go towards ALS, cancer, um, Movember, yeah. whatever they want to put it towards. Absolutely. Um, that'd be great. Yeah, I totally agree. Anyway, I just wanted to kind of bring that up as like a hats off to Wilderness Trail. Good because, for them. Yeah, really, mm-hmm. really, really cool. Yeah. Um, as has kind of been customary for us recently, I found an article that was a little strange, but... Ooh, I need something in my glass for this. Okay. Um, do you want to try this, uh, this Russell's pick from the, uh... Do I? From Let's the go. distillery? <laughs> yeah, so once again, this is this master distiller pick, uh, from Eddie Russell himself over at the Wild Turkey Distillery. Thanks, Eddie. <laughs> what do we say to, what do we say to Eddie, class? <laughs> Thanks, Eddie. Anyway, so this is from GearPatrol.com. Sounds legit. Well, it's interesting because Gear Patrol actually has a pretty long archive of, of bourbon articles, hmm. which I didn't, I wasn't expecting. But the more I dug into it, the more I realized that they had somebody on staff who knows something about bourbon. So in this case, the article's... Uh, title is like bullet bourbon try these three upgrade whiskeys next okay and i'm just now realizing that we might have talked about this a little bit on either last week's episode or on the patreon bonus episode for this month i can't remember i was very sick when i was recording that episode (laughs) well let's go perry (laughs) you got me excited now okay anyway so the whole gist of it is that bullets a high rye bourbon Mm mm-hmm and that these are just kind of your next steps, right? So the first one, there's three that they offer. The first one that they offer is Old Granddad Bonded. Okay, I'm not mad at that. I'm not either. Um, and it's because of the fact that it's a very similar mash bill, but it's much more readily, not, not readily available. It's much less expensive. You're making a face about this Russell's pick. It's so good. <laughs> it is so good. Oh, that is that is just deep. It's got some oak on it. It's kind of leaning towards that like Russell's t- two thousand two kind oh, of yeah. vibe, uh, but dialed back a little bit, mm-hmm. which I appreciate because the two thousand two it it hit me in the face with the oak. I mean, it yeah. was too much. Oh, yeah. uh, but this is special. It's funny the the first few times that I had this, I was picking up like a banana bread note, mm-hmm. which actually I'm not getting on it anymore. I could maybe see like the nuts that people sprinkle on top. Mm-hmm. It's got some of that to it. I do get the banana bread a little bit in the nose, but I didn't get much in the. I was mostly getting it on the, the finish. Oh, okay. I'll need to go back yeah. in. But um, I I do like old granddad for the additional proof. 
you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, you know, like I was saying, it's it's less expensive than Bullet. Mm-hmm. And again, generally the same kind of mash bill, high rye. And so, you know, they were, you know, basically just making the same argument that, that we were. So yeah. I, I see that as a win. Mm-hmm. Cool by me. Uh, next one. This is the, okay. Uh, this one they're saying the Four Roses Single Barrel OBSK. Oddly specific for somebody that they're trying to convince to leave from Bullet. Yeah, here's, well, okay. Let's back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Four Roses did used to contract contract a still for Four Roses. Or excuse me, for Bullet. Yeah. Did I say that right? Yeah, they did. I think they just recently moved away on their 10-year product from contracting from Four Roses. Um, I think so. Yeah. But I can't I, remember for that's sure. That's definitely the last one they were contracting from. Yeah. Um, this is the one that's a little... They've got a little bit of bad information okay. on here. Um, the the picture is of the barrel proof, single barrel. Mm. Um, but they're saying that the proof is 100 and the price is around 45. None of that is true. Yeah. <laughs> it's the OBSV that is about $45 and 100 proof. And that's all of the single barrel that you see on the shelf that's not barrel proof. Yeah. Um, but I'll give them credit where credit's due. If we're talking about, you know, I, I, I will, I will honestly give them the benefit of the doubt in this case. Um, you know, maybe they are trying to encourage people to go for a, a barrel proof offering, um, that is a little bit more expensive and a little bit harder to find. But at the same time, I don't know, this kind of seems like a pretty unfortunate oversight yeah, no, it's there's some definite misinformation. I am not mad. I was going to be a little upset if they didn't mention Four Roses in this article. Mm-hmm. Though. I'm glad that they went there. Well, okay, I'm I'm going to give them a soft pass, I guess. Yeah, a I'm meh. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. This last one, though, it's bullet barrel strength. Well, that's a foul ball. No, that's a swing and a miss right there. Yeah, no, we're moving <laughs> away from bullet. Um, here's, here's what they say. So it's about $50. The proof is 119. Uh, it says turbocharged bullet. How much do you love bullet? This is the barrel standard, uh, the brand's standard mash bill rather bottled at its barrel proof, a staggering 119. Expect a taste bud sucker punch. You know, I could see where they're going with that, but if the whole point's to move away from bullet, it seems weird to recommend more bullet. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> I mean, you could change the name of the article, and that would suddenly make a whole lot more sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I get it. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily tell somebody to jump from a 90 proof to 120. I think that's aggressive. Yeah. 100, yes. 100's good. Um, if I were going to max it out, I'd say the Four Roses Small Batch Select would be probably a, a decent you know, jump in price, but also jump in proof and give you some non-chill filter to kind of add mm-hmm. something new to that. Um, but, or Wild Turkey 101. Have them revisit that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's not bad. I don't know. I'm not super mad at that listing, but it's definitely it kinda, got some... It kind of makes you scratch your head a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I would much rather them do an article about where to move on from, you know, makers, because that seems like a more, you know, that's the bourbon, you know, that people associate or sure. Buffalo Trace. Or I'd love to see people start doing articles about, oh, you can't find Weller. You can't find blank allocated bourbon. Here's what you could try that's close to that. It's funny that you bring that up because I did find another article um, from the Chicago Tribune. This this one, it, this is just like a non-article. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to spend too much time on it because it, it you're going to understand how frustrating this is from the get-go. The headline is, can't find Pappy? Try another weeded bourbon like Weller. But it can be scarce, too. <laughs> Why would you do that? I don't know. <laughs> That's such a... That is, like, textbook. We need to fill up space, and we're on a deadline. What are we going to write about? Yeah. I mean, that just went from, like, you could either wait outside for one day out of the year and maybe get something, or you can wait outside 52 days out of the year and Every still Saturday probably at, not get something. Every Saturday like, at Total Wine. Yeah, or if you live in Texas, this article's for you. I mean, uh, that's that's pretty much the gist of that one. I didn't want to warrant that with too much conversation just because it's it it just doesn't make any sense to me. Don't no. just don't just don't write that. No, I'm just don't good. Don't post that article. No, I'd love to see replacements for Weller, replacements for maybe Buffalo Trace, because that's scarce to get in some other places. Um, but no, I mean that's that's about it. Yeah. Anyway, enough of that nonsense. Yeah, this Russell's is good. Oh, I like this. It's definitely not bad. I, I enjoy it quite a bit. Swan, it's the holiday season. It is. Oh, and it's it's that time of year where you just don't know what to get everybody. Or you fly south for the winter. Or you fly south for the winter. That's that's true. Uh, and I tell you, there's nothing greater uh, to to give your your significant other or your friend or maybe your father-in-law than the experience of bourbon. And you can do that with Distilled Experiences, which is a local Lexington tour company uh, founded by Nate Taylor himself, who has a massive passion for the bourbon industry, for the world of Kentucky. Uh, and all the awesome things that it brings to this lovely bluegrass state. Uh, he founded the, the company three years ago. Uh, we we're about to start uh, the fourth tour season, which is really, really cool. I'm actually fortunate enough to be working with Distilled Experiences as a tour guide. So if you uh, do happen to come to Kentucky and you want to go and experience the Bourbon Trail in all of its glory... You might just have the good fortune to have old Pearberry himself be your tour guide for for that. So, pretty cool, right? Oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> very, yeah, so, very guided uh, tour by Perry. Yeah, let me tell you, there is nothing better than having a bear driving the bus. Ooh, okay. <laughs> you know, I'll take your word on that one. My big bear paws can't really grip the steering wheel. Coordination isn't great, but you'll get there. The opposable thumb thing, no good. Yeah, you'll get there, and then uh, you'll get... But did you die, though? Yeah. <laughs> and that's my honey hole. Get it? <laughs> anyway, if you want to get 10% off any public tour, uh, which runs Friday and Saturday each week, you can head to distilledexperiences.com and at the checkout... Use the code My Bourbon Podcast. Once again, distilledexperiences.com and use the code My Bourbon Podcast for 10% off any public tour. On with the show? Yeah. Okay, great. One more thing to talk about before we get to our review. Okay. Um, 
Do you want to talk about uh, we, so when, before this episode, you mm-hmm. and I threw some ideas around and yeah. said we could do one of two things. Well, really, we threw a couple ideas out and it was like we could do both of those things, but we've done a lot already, mm-hmm. so we could kind of scale it back to one of the two. What would you rather talk about? Uh, let's talk about like some New Year's resolution stuff. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so. Um, other than to find BTAC, uh, <laughs> that's not a resolution. That's a wish. Well, it's mine. I still want it. Uh, but okay, no, uh, the biggest new year's resolution, I guess, would be to lose weight. That's what everybody does. Yeah. That's yeah. just the, that's the big one. So, you know, hordes of people crowd planet fitness and, uh, mm-hmm. I'd like to kind of cater it a little more to, which you said earlier, you hinted at the whole beer conversation. You can't have beer and bourbon every night and really expect it to, you know, really maintain a, a good amount of, of health. I mean, eventually you find yourself saying, whoo, I need to take a couple of days off. Mm-hmm. Um, so just over the past, I'd say about two years for me, I've really kind of focused in on that and, um, try to maintain a healthy lifestyle of both. I want to drink a lot of bourbon. Also, you I don't want to wake yourself. up and feel awful. Yeah. Um, and generally, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to find that balance, but there's ways to do it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, one, one person that does this really well, I think is the whiskey vault. They, they have their quarterly dry week just as yeah. a, a check-in. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, do you have a problem? Are you good? And if you don't, then you can, you know, as soon as Monday rolls around, have a pour. Yeah. I think that's a phenomenal idea. Um, and I do something similar where I kind of tell myself, I, you can only drink X amount of days out of the week. Mm-hmm. So I only drink two days a week. Sure. Uh, one for content and one for, you know. Just enjoying. Whenever. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I I drink more than that out of the week, but yeah, I mean, it, it it is a good time of year to kind of reassess that and, you know, go, I don't need to. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm 26. I should take care of myself. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, you you have to understand what your relationship is with bourbon, right? And I mean, it you know, if it's a crutch, that's a problem. If mm-hmm. it's something that you enjoy, that's fine, right? And, I mean, you have to look at how you're drinking it, when you're drinking it, if you're drinking it with other people, you know. I mean, it's all you – know, th- there's a whole bunch of different things that, that go into it. Yeah. But, you know, New Year's resolutions are just an excuse anymore to make a Facebook update. Yeah, it is. <laughs> But you can make it more personal. I like to start my New Year's resolution in November because it feels more serious. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like if I started in November, it's a thing. I can yeah. kind of, you know, really dedicate myself to it. And then when New Year's comes around, everyone's like, I'm going to get off the couch this year. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, but are you though? And then yeah, exactly. I've, I've kind of been doing it since October, November at this point, And I'm like, I can definitely keep going. You I, know? Like, I like December 1st resolutions. Yeah, they're good. They kind of, yeah. they kind of set you, they set the tone. However, and this is, this is completely what I do every year. Yeah, I, as much, you know, as I like to, to boast about, oh, well, I, you know, I meal prep and I do this and that. As soon as it's like, Thanksgiving Day or Christmas, I'm like, I'm eating anything and everything. If it's edible, <laughs> it's going down my throat. I want it. 
Swan, and, anything's edible if you try hard enough. Yes, you were correct. But <laughs> uh, and then plus, like, we all love our families, right? Sometimes you need a little bourbon when you're around them. Definitely have a glass or two. Bingo. Enjoy yourself. Loosen up a little bit. Yeah. But uh, you know, just don't don't. Uh, you do you do need that kind of check in, and it's good to start stuff mm-hmm. a little early. December first is a great time to start. Yeah, because I mean, at that point, then you're kind of prepping yourself for the holidays, and you know, yeah. you, it's you know, look, and and let's be honest, the holidays are not always the easiest time of the year. No, no, they they can be really difficult for a lot of people. I'll be honest with you, the holidays are a really good time for my depression to act up. Oh yeah, <laughs> I and I'm laughing about it, but it's just because like. I, I have to laugh about it or else I'm going to cry constantly. Yeah, no, <laughs> I totally understand. Like right now I'm commuting. I just, you know, I'm at a new job or soon, but for the current yeah, yeah, time, yeah. Congratulations, it's like, by the way. thanks. Yeah. But uh, it, currently I, I get up and it's dark outside and I drive to work and uh-huh. I sit in a building and then by the time I get home, it's dark. It's still dark outside. And I'm like, oh, this seasonal depression thing. Welcome. I feel it like as soon as it switches from fall to winter yeah as soon as autumn is over i don't need that groundhog <laughs> to tell me the, the I got seasonal this. affective disorder kicks right in i mean it's it's brutal yeah <laughs> no it, it's definitely it's definitely an adjustment yeah it is and you know it, it's something that you know is another reason why the november campaign is so important to me and you know i know how difficult it can be i know mm-hmm. how hard it can be to you know, either just not talk about it or just kind of wallow a little bit. It's easier. It is easier. I mean, I'm not going to make any bones about it. But it's also easy to fall on the crutch of drinking a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we, and we had talked about this and, you know, weight loss is a big thing, but honestly, uh-huh. health, health oh, yeah. in general, Absolutely. mental health is just as important as physical health. 100%. And sometimes those things are kind of tied together. So I know that like what I've always, what I've started doing since I've attempted to lose weight is I've, uh, you know, drink more water. I know Chad mm-hmm. says it as a joke, but legitimately, if you're taking a shot, you should really have about eight ounces of water per, yep. per shot worth of, of alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it'll that'll help a few things. One, just make you feel better. You don't feel like your entire body has dry mouth when you wake up in the morning. And you, yeah. And uh, it, it's nice, too, because it just kind of helps clear out some of the toxins and stuff. I mean, yeah. you can still, by all means, you get a good Russell's pick, you delve into that thing, go for it. But have like a 40-ounce water bottle next Hydrate, to you. Hydrate, yeah. Sip Stay on Stay hydrated, it. man. Yeah. That's what I tell people on tours all the time, too. Mm-hmm. When I'm driving the bus, I'm like, look, it's... Especially during the summer, yeah. it's hot outside. You're gonna be drinking whiskey. Stay hydrated. Bring yeah. a bottle of water. We provide water in L.A. for people on the bus. Mm-hmm. I mean, grab a bottle. The the most of the distilleries don't care if you have something to sip on, <laughs> water wise. If you're on a tour, that's true. Hey, the barrel sweat you do too. Drink some water. Exactly. I mean, it's, that is yeah. that's a t-shirt right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, I I just think it's kind of important for us to. You know, every now and then talk a little bit about responsibility with drinking. And, you know, it is it is important even for us to kind of step back and go, hey, let's uh, let's reassess things mm-hmm. from from time to time. And, you know, everybody's going through the same stuff. We're all in the same boat, you know, uh, and I don't want to get too personal or too meta or anything. But like, you know, 
it's supposed to be fun. It is, yeah. And it, you can definitely still have fun with it, but sometimes uh-huh. just taking a few extra steps makes it that much better. Like, here, I'll give a shout-out to somebody I think has been doing wonderful with this. Sure. Joe Green. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Killing it. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he still enjoys bourbon. He messaged me the other day, and he was asking about getting somebody into our group because he's just still going out there and like expanding the family for us and uh-huh. introducing people to high-proof bourbons and stuff. And then he's posting about how much weight he's lost, and he's doing great with it. Mm-hmm. And he's absolutely killing it. That's somebody that's balancing their lifestyle super well. Yeah. I mean, I would even say that's beyond well because most people's thing is I just want to maintain where I'm at. You know, sure. I, I want to be sure. there. So, I mean, that's great. Uh, but, I mean, everyone has their own things that work for them. I'd say, again, water is a huge one. Hydrate while you're doing it. Uh, go for a walk every once in a while. I mean, you walk dogs now. Yeah, I, and I mean, like, it. you know, it, it sounds silly, or it sounds kind of benign. Mm-hmm. But, goodness gracious. Yeah, go go for a 20-minute walk. Go for a 30-minute walk. Yeah, and you know, just because you can't make it to the gym doesn't mean that you can't do nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you should you should at least try to get up and get moving a little bit. I even on my breaks at work just walk around the floor. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just something. It keeps me from sitting down all day, get some stuff circulating, uh-huh. and just get up. And then that's that's plenty. I mean, you can people hit step counts. Yeah, uh, yeah. some people, you know, they you know, I walk my dogs when I get home. Uh, I, you know, strangely decide I'm going to try to walk my cat. It walks me, but that's something to get me out of the house. <laughs> Just w- whatever gets you out of the house for a few minutes is great. Getting outside is a wonderful thing, even sure. if it's frigid out there. I mean, yeah. you can still go out and, you know, for a few minutes, just get out of the house. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then uh, also just setting parameters for yourself. If mm-hmm. you only want to drink twice a week, stick to it. Yeah. Um. I mean... Or, I mean, I've even done this with uh, with buying bourbon. I make a list now, for me, of five bourbons, and if I don't see them, I don't pick it up. Just because it's, yeah. it's easy for me to, you know, you know, use that money where I for groceries or whatever, as opposed to uh, thinking, well, you know what, this week I'll just have a day where I have some ramen, but you know right. what? I got a bottle of bourbon that I've never seen before, and it's terrible, and it's on my it's on my my cart now. Yeah, twenty 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 is going to be the year that I really cut down on buying bourbon. Yeah, because I've got, I, and I was thinking about this the other day. I've got enough bourbon to last me a long time. Yeah, I don't need to to be buying stuff all the time. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely have your staples. Yeah, and drink on them. Uh huh. But it's you don't always have to have. Uh, a ton of new stuff. I definitely like trying new things, but that's what bars sure. are for. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Yeah, that is very true. OBC's got plenty of new stuff to try all the time. Oh yeah, and picks, oh, yeah. picks, wonderful. But yeah, walking, drinking water—that's a great way to combat it. Kind of setting parameters for yourself. If I only want to drink X amount of times a week, or I only want to drink this much, or just doing those check-ins on occasion—it's a great way to kind of keep some stuff mm-hmm. in check. And uh, a lot of times your physical health is tied to your mental health. Not always, but it can be. So just, you know, doing that and getting out of the house for a few minutes, you might just feel a little better about yourself. And look, it, it you know, for anybody who's working a regular job, mm-hmm. sitting 40 hours a week, it's not easy. No. <laughs> I mean, with, with my last job, I, I mean, I was sitting 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And I gained weight. I mean, it's just... You know, sedentary. it's the fact of a sedentary lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I mean, things are going to catch up with you. 
And, you know, it's been a lot of work to have to try to get it back off. I feel like I'm doing okay. Yeah. But thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's not fun to have to sit there day in and day out and feel crappy about yourself. And, you know, I think it if, if you do the little things, it adds up to a big thing. And, and that's just your overall health. So... Yeah, and it's nice, too, because I find myself after, you know, have lost some weight, I want to be more social, I want to go out more, Uh and that's even better for when I do want to go drink, because I don't sit at home and I'm like, you know what sounds great? Getting about a quarter of a way into a handle of something. Yeah. I mean, it's just like it that doesn't it's not what i want anymore i'd rather i'd much <laughs> rather go out and be like perry told me this russell's pick at obc is killer and i'm just like hey who wants to go to obc there you go and uh it's it's nice i find myself getting out more um you know and somebody that's great at that is uh, dustin and monica they're constantly mm-hmm. going out and doing events and stuff and they seem like they genuinely enjoy themselves doing yeah. it and I, I i love that because mm-hmm. for a long time i'd much rather sit at home by myself get deep into a pick of something yeah, but I mean that's the thing is that it's it's supposed to be a social thing. It's supposed to be an a, a, an opportunity to hang out with friends and you know try oh, yeah. stuff. And you know, I mean, I, I have to, and I, I've started really being conscious of this too. Save save a bottle until you're with someone. Yeah. You know, don't you don't have to crack everything open immediately. And like I I have a bad habit of that. I just get excited. Um. When, when I when I get new bottles and I'm like oh, I gotta drink it right now, but like that can wait, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I, I, yeah, it's okay to have that Turkey 101 instead of you know the Van Winkle Lot B. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's not going anywhere. It's not gonna change anything in the bottle if you take care of it right, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just just be conscious of it. Yeah, you know. So. I'm I'm sorry we're preaching a little bit. No, it's all good. I mean, just to wrap up, you know, yeah. take a small walk, drink some water, and yeah. drink socially as opposed to at home, I guess, and mm-hmm. enjoy yourself. And honestly, you may not, you know, see yourself dropping pounds and pounds on the scale, but also at the same time, you might just feel a little better for yourself. Yeah, Mental exactly. health is just as important. Yeah, um, for sure. It's definitely, it's definitely a good New Year's resolution is to just have a healthy relationship with drinking. Yep. So. 100%. Yeah. Well, do you want to drink more bourbon then? <laughs> yes. Do you want to so review glad something? You asked. This is something that I just happened across at the liquor barn here in Lexington. Yeah. So this is hilarious to me. Yeah. Just so this is the Evan Williams single barrel vintage bourbon, the Kentucky Derby Festival. They've dipped it yes. in gold wax. Yes, they have. I didn't know that you weren't allowed to have like dripping wax all uh-huh. the way down it. So you have to be very precise with it. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. I, well, look, man, if somebody owns the patent, I mean. They do. I mean, Booker's has got a very specific yes, thing that they, they do. do. Knob Creek has a very specific <laughs> imprinted one they do. And then this one, they've dipped like at least a third of the bottle on wax. And mm-hmm. it's like very, very neat. <laughs> it's just funny to me. Yeah, so I, I saw this on the shelf the other day at uh, at Liquor Barn, and I was like, oh, I've never seen this before. And, you know, I saw the price, and I was like, okay, that's I, I that's fine. And I was thinking, you know, if it's the same proof as a normal Evan Williams single barrel, I'm not going to worry about it. But then I looked and saw that it was 111 proof. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm getting this bottle. This is coming home with me. Well, you're just getting right into it, aren't you? Getting bold, Perry. Ooh. Ooh, this is good. 
Yeah. Uh, speaking of cracking special bottles, I mean, I, I saved this to uh, to crack with my dad the other night. Yeah. Because I knew I was going over there for dinner. And I was like, oh, dad loves Evan Williams single barrel. I wish they would bottle more stuff at this proof. Well, I mean, I, I want to say, too, I, I don't mind the 86 proof single barrel. No, I don't either. And that's weird for me. Because generally, <laughs> I do mind the 86 proof. Yeah. Yeah, at least a little. I may not admit it because you're like, oh, I don't want to be a proof hound. But yeah, no, I do want 90 to 100 uh, or above, usually. Um, generally above. But their 86 is something special. The nose really does kind of have a vintage quality to it. It does, yeah. I like this. Oh, man. There's like milk chocolate covered peanuts on the nose and maybe some like marshmallow fluff too yeah i get it on the palate too but it's weird that chocolate i want it to be like a dark chocolate but it's almost like that weird like almost fake halloweeny chocolate but it's it's good it's got so much other flavor to bring to the table with it oh man and then there's like peanut brittle Mm -hmm. and there's even some like mixed berries as well. I'm going to have to look for that one again. Hold on. It's it's subtle. The mixed berries are very subtle. And you can really kind of get it more towards the finish. And it's it's kind of like like berries Ooh. and cream. Yeah. No, I'm seeing that a little bit. I'm getting more of like a blackberry where it's got almost like a it's not so tart, you know, mm-hmm. but it's it's pretty good. I like this. Can yeah. I ask what the price was on this? This was $80. So that's up there. It makes me question whether I would pick it up necessarily, but once, you know, trying it, I think I'd buy, I'd buy it. Mm-hmm. I could see why it sat there, though. Yeah. Because it looks like just, the bottle legitimately looks like it's just dipped in gold wax and like, haha, let's charge an extra 60 bucks for it. I mean, it's... <laughs> whew. That is good. That's also dangerous. It does not drink like 111. Ooh. No. no, it's got yeah. the hug after, but that's uh-huh. about it. Yeah, I mean, it. I th- I think that there's a little bit interesting going on with the finish, and it does really start to move towards those sweet notes. Mm-hmm. But everything, in in terms of what is well presented, well represented, I don't know. It's all there good. on the nose and the palate. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's all there on the nose and the palate. Um, overall, though, this is solid. Very good. And I, I think that if it had been bottled at 86 proof, that would have been what would have killed it. I think it would have been good. I think it would have been hard to warrant that price yeah. for that. Yeah. Because uh, gold wax is cool, but I'm sorry. I'm not paying that much extra for it. <laughs> I mean, I I don't think that it's out of the realm of reasonability for this to have been priced at 65. Yeah. I mean, think about it. This is more expensive than Elijah Craig barrel proof. It is, and I don't think it's as good, but it's an Evan Williams offering I won't see again. So I guess True. that's kind of why I'm like, hey, you know what? I'll pay the extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might do it. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that for sure. Well, let's jump into the actual reviewing of this bourbon. We have a system of nose palette, finish, and price. Each category is out of five, and then we total the score out of 20. Swan, what would you give the nose on this? The nose. Let me go back for this one more time. 
I like I like the nose. I think I'm gonna give it a, a three and a half. That's actually what I was gonna go for too. Yeah, it's pretty subtle for 111 proof. I think that's again where I don't pick up that kind of proof that it's got on yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's subtle, but it's enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm not I'm not trying to hunt too much for anything, but it's just very pleasant overall. Yeah, I have a hard time picking out. I think this is where I knock it a little bit. Is I have a hard time picking out notes it's very it's a very homogenous one good note but it's got that dusty quality a little bit to it that i enjoy i really like that mm-hmm. yeah and I, I i i get a little bit more of that uh that vintage feel on the palette as well um i'm gonna give the palette a 3.5 as well i think hmm. um it, it's again it's good but it's not just jumping out in the way that I would have liked for it to at this pro, at, excuse me, at this proof rather. I think I'm going to disagree. I think it warrants a four. Really? Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah. Um, this is definitely the best Evan Williams product I've I've had. I would have to agree with that. Yeah. I would definitely have to agree with uh, that. For I mean, it, it's good. I think the only thing that I dislike about it is I keep wanting that sweetness because it gets almost there. Mm-hmm. And this, and then it hits you with that barrel char, which is great. But I always associate Evan Williams with kind of a sweeter palate a sure. little bit. Sure. So you know, to slap that name on the front and then it drink more of like a Elijah Craig, not so barrel proof. It's a little, you know, it's not, it's not bad. I'm not baby, baby Elijah Craig barrel proof. Yeah, that's yeah. that's just what I'm missing. You know, it's either I want extra proof and the Elijah Craig slapped on the front, or, um. You know, I want a little bit more of that sweetness if they're going to leave it under that Evan Williams name. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm still going to stick with the three point five. Um, I I just think that it just doesn't quite have the punch that I I was hoping for. Yeah, but you know, uh, finish finish is a little lackluster mm-hmm. maybe like a weakest maybe a 2.5 mm-hmm. yeah that's where i was going yeah uh and and it's not a bad finish it's just you know i wish that there were just more there it feels like it could be you know have a really nice long creamy and and like milky finish to it but it's just it's just not quite there at all so yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to give it a two point five. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. I, you know, and this is gonna sound bad. I think it's just a neutered Elijah Craig barrel proof. No, I think so too. I think so too. Uh, which doesn't bode well for the price, but uh, it's it is good. It just needs a little something extra. Like it's it's kind of doing that Woodford thing where it's approaching on so many different parts of the flavor wheel yeah, and yeah, not yeah. really narrowing in on one. Mm-hmm. And I would just appreciate it to really hit one and ride that home, you know. Just, I think that's that'd be great. Um, it's definitely got uh, kind of that honey viscous stuff that I do like. I think yeah. that's where the points are coming from for me. Uh, but I, I want I want more heat. I want more length in the finish, and I definitely wanted to hone in on on some extra f- flavor, mm-hmm. primarily again that sweetness. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, what about the price? What are you thinking there? Price, I'm going to give a three. That's because, we, yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, so we were I, very in tune with each other on this one. Yeah, so I, I want to, 
Again, hearing the words neutered Elijah Craig Barrel Proof and then giving it a three sounds rough, but Elijah Craig Barrel Proof is one, in my opinion, the best deal in the game. Steel. Like, still. So, I mean, that's steel. Steel. That's that Eastern Kentucky coming out, isn't you? <laughs> we suppress that, Perry. <laughs> suppress it. Push it deep down inside, like most of our feelings. No, it's. Uh, Go listen to the pregame chat to understand that. Yeah. Um, but. It is good, and I, I think it warrants the extra price over the original for sure. Maybe yeah. not eighty dollars, like you mentioned, sixty-five would be good. Yeah, because the original is what thirty dollars, thirty-five dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're talking more than double the price mm-hmm. for fifteen extra proof points. Yeah, same bottle 15? even. It's the same bottle, slightly different label. Well, twenty-five extra wax. proof points. Yeah, twenty-five. Sorry. Yeah. Continue. But they've not they've not changed it enough for me to warrant the price. No. Now if they had done a Evan Williams barrel proof. That would have been pretty cool. I would see the eighty five. Yeah. I would. But yeah. it would really have to fit that that line. Because mm-hmm. I'd say Heaven Hill's the best in the game at you know, hey, we've got the same mash bill for a lot of these, but they all taste way, way different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this one, it's fallen in the Elijah Craig category, which I love. But mm-hmm. it's just not quite there. No. No. So. Well, that brings my total score to a 12.5 out of 20. And mine to a 13. Yeah. Not necessarily a dissuasion from mm-hmm. from trying this. Now, this is going to be a very limited offering. Uh, it might be a little bit more local to Kentucky folks. But, you know, if, if I would recommend, I think, more, you know, trying to find somebody who might have a sample of it. Yeah, or a bar. Or a bar. If it's at a bar, I don't know if that's if that's a possibility. Probably not. But even still. If you like gold wax, though, grab it. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah, there definitely is. Well, that does it for the review. We've got a couple of, uh, a couple of segments that uh, we've got to get to here. Um, both of these are brought to you by the listeners of this show. Some patrons, some not. Um, but this is a really great way for everybody to reach out to us. If you have questions or comments about the show, you want us to, to know about, um, and, uh, this first part, I don't, I don't have a name for this segment yet. Some kind of mailbag segment. Mm. I don't know. Swans don't have pouches like kangaroos, but that'd be cool. (laughs) Okay. Fine, yeah. Uh, this was uh, this this was an email sent to us at uh, this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. If you have questions uh, or something that you would like for us to address on the show, uh, that is a great way for you to reach us. Uh, this is from listener of the show Braxton Fields. He says, "Hey Perry, big fan of the show. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Braxton. Uh, I just have a question uh, or questions for you that I am curious about. I always go back and forth with myself on how many open bottles I keep in my collection." Uh, I know that you have a far greater number of bottles than I will ever uh, have, and that a ton of them are open. It, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to. Yeah. Uh, let, let me continue. Sorry. Uh, I was just curious on what your thoughts were about open bottles. How many do you have? Do you worry about how long they've been open? Uh, do you notice a change in a bad way if a bottle has been open for an extended period of time? Do you try to finish the bottle within a certain amount of time? Do you ever gas your bourbon? Uh, do you ever worry about these things at all? Sorry for the long-winded questions. All good. Have a great day. Cheers, Braxton Fields. So, I'm in the same boat you are. Most of mine are open. Yeah. Um, 
so there's a couple of ways that they recommend you take care of your bourbon if you're going to have them open. And one of them is if they've got a real cork to occasionally take it and flip it over a couple of times. I do. I do that. Yeah. And put it back on the shelf. Uh, especially if it's Turkey. Mm-hmm. Love you, Russell's, but what about these corks? Get them corks together. Yeah. Um, it's called cork theory. <laughs> Isn't that it? Yeah. I'm sure. Is that that thing? Uh, absolutely. Okay. Um, and then also keep them out of direct sunlight. So Perry in his studio, he's got a window directly adjacent to his cabinet, but they've got some nice blinds that he covers up when nobody's in here so that it doesn't completely shine directly into the cabinet. Right. But the, the nice thing about this too, so, um, the cabinet is facing directly into like across from the window, mm-hmm. but this only gets the morning sun. Yeah. So even in the hottest part of the year, um, you know what? What's the sun rising? East rising in the east. Okay, mm-hmm. so I would say that the cabinet's actually pointing a little bit more northeast. So yeah. <laughs> this sounds ridiculous, but it, it, there's a point behind it. It's not getting direct sunlight at any point during the day. Yeah. So it's strategically placed so that when that sun is going to be coming through the window, it's basically just not getting hit. If that were the case, though, I would have. So much bad bourbon. Yeah. Everything would have gone bad in this cabinet mm-hmm. in a matter of months. But yeah, you absolutely have to keep your bourbon out of direct sunlight. Yeah. So if you start seeing some sun bleach labels, you've got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I've also done something that I've told you about, and I've mentioned on the show a couple of times, but um, I actually have a bottle that I opened when I first started drinking bourbon that I still own. And if that starts to go kind of funky and weird... And I know that anything I've opened past then, maybe you should start drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so mine, I opened a bottle of E.H. Taylor, and I still have the very first bottle of E.H. Taylor. Right, I've right, right, yeah. And uh, if I ever revisit that every once, every two or three months, and I'm like, ooh, this is starting to get weird, then anything I open around that time period, that's going to be on the drink soon list. Mm-hmm. So, um, that, you know, there's a couple ways to keep you in check. What do you What do you do in particular? Um... It sounds bad, but the volume of bourbon that I have is just a little crazy. And, like, I don't... If I did that regularly, I would... I'd be drunk all the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's too much drinking. So, I, um... I don't really worry about it that much. Yeah, and it's nice, too, because you... And I just don't get out of the house much, to be honest. But you socialize more. So people yeah, come right, over. Right. They enjoy it. <laughs> and, you know, if a bottle's open, sometimes it's not going to be open for too long. Because once no. five or six people get drinking on a bottle, it goes pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you socialize more, maybe have more open. If you don't, you know, just leave it. And I Yeah, that's that's the thing, too, is that, you know, when, when people come over, I I do say anything that you want yeah. out of the cabinet. We can drink. Everything is is fair game, and that that you know leads to basically everything being open. You know, yeah. I mean, I think that there's maybe there are only a couple of bottles in my collection that aren't open, and yeah. that that's because they are they are legitimately being saved for either special occasions or when. Like, like, so I have multiples of C918 from Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Yeah. As one does, because it's 
one of the best bourbons of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But I don't see any point in having multiples of that bottle open because it's the same batch. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And so it's going to be consistent. But I also have multiple bottles of Turkey 101 open. And it's not just different years that I have open. It's also different ones within the same year. So I've got probably right now two or three different 2019 Turkey 101 bottles open. Mm -hmm. But they have different laser codes. They're from different batches. And I, I find differences in those profiles. They're still consistently turkey. But, you know, like one... The first batch from this year was really hot. Mm-hmm. It was really, really alcohol hot. And I got worried that that was going to be what you know the rest of the, the year was going to be like. But into, you know, that was, you know, uh, HA. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at the laser code, it's like LLHA. That was the first quarter or whatever. The second and third, which were like HIH. K stuff like that. Those were great. I mean, they were really, really good batches. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I wouldn't have really known that if I hadn't actually opened <laughs> those other bottles. That's true. I think what we're getting at is open it if you want to open it. I mean, don't don't really if you, unless you're saving it for a specific occasion, like you did with mm-hmm. uh, this last Evan Williams. Just open it and enjoy it. Um, keeping it, you know out of direct sunlight, flipping mm-hmm. the corks every once in a while. It's definitely something you can do, but I mean, I've not really had one go bad yet. I mean, Oh, I haven't either. Yeah. I, I mean, either. if in, in my, in my experience, if a bourbon starts out bad, there's nowhere else for it to go. Yeah. I mean, if it, if it tastes sour, it's going to stay sour. No amount of air is going to really fix that. It may alter it a little bit, i.e. this uh, this George Dickel bottom of Bond, but for the most part, it's going to stay pretty consistent. Yeah. I will say if you see any sediment in the bottom of it that's not just like, if it's a you know non-chill filtered, non-filtered, whatever, you might see a little bit of like barrel stuff sitting at the bottom, but if it's got some legitimate sediment, uh, that's probably, it's starting to get bad. It's mm-hmm. It's not, but until you see that, I think you're good. Open as many as you want. Um, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, sorry. So we, uh, I realized we didn't have anything to drink on next. And because we did kind of have a, um, a baby version of an Elijah Craig project, uh, product, rather, I figured we'd have a better version of an Elijah Craig product. This is the Elijah Craig's, uh, uh, what is this, Barrel Select? Barrel Select slash you can hand only, grenade. You can only get from the, uh, from the uh, Heaven Hill Distillery. Well, that was whatever the opposite of a peri pour is. Swamp pour. The I still have the drive. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're all good. Anyway, I uh, Braxton, I hope that answered your question. Thank you so much for being a listener of the show and sending in your question to this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. And we Every- hope your bourbon collection is as big as ours one day. Yeah. <laughs> we want that for you. Anyway. Uh next little bit. Uh, we actually have a, a, this is our second newest segment, which we started last week. I started last week with Curtis. Um, this has been named over the week. Uh, thanks to listener of the show, uh, Brian, also known as Wishful Whiskey on Instagram. Oh, okay. 
I so basically uh, for a little bit of preface, our uh, our our voicemail hotline that was set up for the 100th episode for people to call in and leave messages uh, for us to listen to uh, when we recorded the 100th episode. That's still active. So if you call 859-428-8253, you can leave a voicemail for us and we will listen to it on the show and uh, we'll, we'll react to it. It's teens react. All right, let's go. <laughs> ah! <laughs> anyway, uh, here is this week's voicemail. Hey guys, this is Clifton McDaniel calling into the This Is My Bourbon Hotline, or whatever this segment is to be called. Uh, my question for you guys is, do you have a certain flavor note that you just don't like? Even if a whiskey is exceptional every other way, once you notice a certain note, you just can't get behind it and you just don't like that whiskey. Curious to hear what your thoughts are, and keep up the great work. Bye. Clifton, thank you so much for sending in your voicemail uh, to this week's Bourbon Rings. Which yeah. is the name of the segment. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Swan, is there a particular note that uh, you pick up on whiskeys that turns you off from that, that flavor alt- or that bourbon altogether or whiskey altogether? Yeah. Bubblegum. Huh. Can't do it. I'm just not a big fan. Like, especially when it's got that, like, do you know that, like, chalky, weird uh, texture that Double Bubble has on the outside of yes. it? Yes. Mm-hmm. When it has that, no, nah, I can't do it. I mean, I think the the two most common ones are probably what licorice and pickles. Licorice is uh, up there for me. Pickles is definitely the one where, if it's even slightly present on the palate, I'm I'm just throw it out the window. Yeah, for me. <laughs> yeah, no. There's a very specific brininess that lends itself to pickles that's also very unappealing to to me. But like brininess and like. Uh, What's one that's got kind of a brine to it? Oh, the Voyage 10. Jefferson's has got some brine to it. Oh, okay. Interesting. And I like that. I enjoy that. I think it's a great bourbon, but but I totally get that. But then I've had some Dickel Selects where I'm just like, oh, I'm good. Mm -hmm. That one's controversial, though. They're doing a lot of like weirdly pickle juice related things recently. And I just, it's not for me. That is very true. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I would say probably the the pickle note. Less so licorice. I don't necessarily mind licorice notes. I think that if it's coupled well with other flavors, it can work really well. Mm-hmm. But for the majority, yeah, it, it's not. It's not my favorite note, especially black licorice. Ugh. Yeah, you know the weird thing is, why is that candy? Sorry. I'll actually eat black licorice. Will I you like really? It. Yeah, but I don't like it in bourbon. You know what I really don't like? This is getting a little off topic. I am not a fan of Twizzlers. Well, okay. <laughs> You know, who is? But <laughs> My wife is. Lucy loves Twizzlers. I'm a Red Vines man. You gotta have the Red Vines. No, I'm just kidding. But no, I just, I, I don't like uh, them Somebody's much. seen the Harry Potter musical. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I, I, those are, those need to be uh, someone's candy. Not my candy, but Definitely someone's candy mine. and not no. in my bourbon. No. Anyway, I, I actually would like to hear from some of the listeners and see if there is a note that they don't like on whiskeys that immediately turns them off. So uh, if you have a note that you just cannot stand and absolutely makes you want to drain pour a whiskey, uh, let us know. You can send it in a few different ways at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com is a great way to reach us. Or of course you can leave us a voicemail at 859-428-8253 for next week's segment of 
Bourbon Rings. <laughs> That's such a good name. I love it. And uh, oh, he also sorry, wishful wishful whiskey also said. Um, uh, and then when the caller answer is over, you just yell, "The bung was rung." So oh, goodness. You, are you ready? Yeah. All right. All right. We're gonna we're gonna do this simultaneously. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's go. The bung, the bung was is rung. rung. Nailed it. First try. All right. <laughs> Something. We tried. Hey, we want to do more mailbag stuff. So uh, you guys send in uh, all questions and comments and everything. We love hearing from listeners of the show. Mm-hmm. We're not done yet, though. This has been a fun, long episode. I feel like we've just kind of been hanging out and, and chatting. We've just been going. Yeah. I've really enjoyed this. I, I, I like this kind of format. Uh, Swan, it's time for tips and bits. All right. Did you forget? No, I have a good one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. What are your tips and bits for this week? So uh, I've been watching the show Blacklist. Okay. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. Have but you, that's you've seen the, the Office, the, though, right? Yeah, it's James Spader, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he playing Robert California? In the- <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So imagine if Robert California, you know how he always had that weird, Killed like... Killed people? <laughs> yes. Uh, so, you know that, like... Um, weird he could definitely run a crime syndicate thing that mm-hmm. he had going on mm-hmm. imagine if he just did run a crime syndicate oh okay it's just that yeah, fair enough yeah the whole plot of the show is basically within the first like 10 minutes of it he turns himself into the fbi because he's on the fbi's 10 most wanted list <laughs> and he basically just negotiates these terms where he's only going to work with one person and it's a person that just started it's their first day in the fbi and uh he is uh, essentially just going to strategically give up uh, individuals within the, you know, on this blacklist of uh, names that are just people that he wants taken out. So if he if he doesn't want somebody uh, fooling around with his business, he'll say, oh, we're going to, you know, give up this person. And then they hunt them down in their normal FBI crime show type of way. Oh, okay. And uh, towards the third season, you're just like, this is not the show I started watching. But you know what? I don't care. <laughs> Keep going. It's so good. What shows are, though? Yeah. No, I mean, I think they, they start and they're like, oh, well, we've not really hit our stride yet. Let's just keep messing with sure. it until something sticks. Sure. Right. I have never really gotten into uh, Blacklist. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not really a crime drama kind of guy. Oh, I am. I'm a sucker you know, for it. Like, I, if I watch a show, I... I do it for more of the escapism, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, not that I don't like dramas. I mean, like, um, I brought it up, you know, a few times on the show now, but Watchmen on HBO, it's a drama, mm-hmm. but it's so good, yeah. you know? And, like, I get it, but I have to have it in really small doses. Yeah, you know? No. I, I find myself, like, you know, oh, I have things to do tonight, laundry, cooking cleaning whatever you sure, know sure. and then i'm like oh this is my seventh episode of blacklist it's 2 a.m oh man it's time to go to bed that's usually where i end up <laughs> so yeah fair uh, i just get sucked into them so i've got a couple of tips and bits this week um because of the watchman tv show mm-hmm. i decided to go back and reread the original watchman comic book oh okay oh man is it good <laughs> it is amazing art style good so it's, you know, an 80s graphic novel, so, you know, the art is a little bit dated, but I still think that in in terms of 
in terms of presentation, it's fairly timeless. Mm-hmm. I think that it still holds up. Like you, you can tell that, and you know, being a comic book nerd, of course, this was kind of a turning point, and it kind of set the bar for what comic books were going to look like moving on. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you can tell that it has a certain age to it, but at the same time, it it still really holds up. And, and I know it's just kind of a like, well, of course it's good. Everybody says it's good. But man, it's a really great book. Mm-hmm. It's a if, if you're a subscriber to Comicsology, it's free for Comicsology, Comicsology Unlimited uh, subscribers right now. So go and go and read it. But anyway, I also have uh, just a couple more. I'll throw an extra one in then. You do that, one. Oh, right now? Yeah, right now. Oh, cool. Uh, we can go. We can jump back and forth. Let's fight, Perry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, so I brought this up to Dustin. He was over the other day. I've been listening to another podcast called the Mile Higher Podcast, and it is. Did you tell me about this? You know, you had a few pours. It was I fine. Had a few drinks. Yeah, there. no, it was okay. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have to drive. It's your house. You do what you want. Uh, yes, it is. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it's just they they just go over just rampant conspiracy theories and like just random things oh yeah that's right i remember and this, like just unsolved crimes and you find yourself just really getting into like but did they do it did they do it you know that kind of stuff <laughs> sure and then just thinking about like the government and crazy stuff and then at the end of it you just kind of unplug and you're like all right well i'm gonna go back to my nine to five it's just it's fun uh to, just to listen to it and they have a really unique perspective uh on a lot of different things Again, it's one of those podcasts that kind of leans politically one way or the other. So if maybe if you don't okay. uh, if you don't align with it, it, it might not be uh, your podcast. But if you do, you know it's great to kind of sure. listen to it. Um, so take that with a, a, a grain of salt a little bit. But it's very fun to listen to. I will actually recommend another podcast. Um, as many listeners of the show know, I. <laughs> Love Australian comedy for some reason. It's just just what I locked into Mm -hmm. many moons ago. Kentucky Fried Chatting. Kentucky Fried Chatting. Did you ever listen to it? Yeah. It is so good, man. It's ridiculous. Those three. So I, oh my gosh. I could go on and on about those three. They are so freaking funny. Peter Jones is one of my favorite comedians of all time. Have you ever listened to Ooh Spooky, the other podcast he does? I need to. Swan, I I have cried laughing many times. I have problems doing that at my show. desk, though, because I'll just be typing in taxes and man- <laughs> laughing maniacally, and they're just like, is everything all right? And I was just like, yeah, this return's just crazy, man. Just keep going. <laughs> I'm happy that you you listen to Kentucky Fried Chat, but that, that's, that's pretty funny. Anyway, um... So this is a fairly new Australian podcast. It's called Funny and Failure. Mm. Um, it's all about Australian comedians uh, and kind of the trials and tribulations uh, that they've dealt with as they've worked their way up through the the comedy scene. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them not just in Australia, you know, internationally as well, which is really cool. Uh, I'm about 20 minutes into one with a, a certain comedian. His name is Broden Kelly. Broden Kelly. Okay. Which is exactly how he sounds. Um, but he he's a part of one of my favorite sketch groups. 
Auntie Donna, who is so flippin' funny. Um, and that leads me into my next recommendation, which is it's the holiday season, as we've talked about already, and there is a very, very funny sketch uh, that they do called Christmas Pud, oh, which I, I might throw in a little bit of the audio of that at the end of uh, this episode, um, because it's, God, it's so funny. <laughs> I might I might play it for you here in the second swan, but right. anyway, yeah, it, it's it's really good. It was their first kind of like viral hit, mm. I would say. Um, so yeah, go go watch it. It's hysterical. I love those guys. I'd love to have them on the podcast sometime when they come back to America for another tour, or maybe when we get over to Australia, which is something that I would really like to do. I have koalas. I'm down. <laughs> do you know the koala population is dwindling? Yeah, wildfires and such. That's really unfortunate. Anyway, that's been the show for this week. Uh, Swan, where can people find you on social media? I'm on Facebook and Instagram at MyBourbonFinder. Shoot me a message. But he can't find you, Pappy. No, I can't do that. (laughs) It's in his bio. I can find you, Pappy, but you're not going to want to pay You're not going to like it. Yeah, you're not going to want to pay that. <laughs> well, if you want to follow me, I am at BRitter1492 on all social media channels. If you want to follow the show, it is at MyBourbonPod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can send questions or comments or thoughts or whatever you have to thismybourbonshop at gmail.com. Uh, as we now apparently are going to be doing, we're going to read out uh, plenty more uh, of those here on the show. We love hearing from listeners of what I believe is this fine podcast. Um, you can also leave us a five-star rate and review. That's another great way to kind of uh, get in communication with us if you feel so inclined. Uh, that is right in the iTunes podcast app, if that is how you listen to the show. All you have to do is just scroll down a little bit, and uh, you'll be able to leave us a, a review. I'm going to read one out for you, Swan. Are you ready for this? Yeah. All right. This is from uh, X1SG Chris. Uh, it says, awesome podcast, first off. Thank you so much. Uh, he says, crazy amount of detail and attention to all aspects of the show, from the episode themes to the specific whiskeys picked each week. The high-profile guests are enthusiastic, and Perry and the host diligently conduct each interview. Love that. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chris, for leaving that review. That is just, that, that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you want to have your, uh, your review read out on the podcast, uh, please feel free to do that. And uh, if you can't leave a review... Let your friends know about the show. Another great way to uh, to spread the word around. Yeah, grow so, the family. Yeah, great. It's it's getting bigger all the time. Yeah, great first thing to send to somebody if you want to share is that ADHD fishing stuff. Yes, that we did uh, absolutely amazing yeah. stuff. Thank you, especially so. the video. Share it. Yes, please, please do. Yeah, and if you want to see more of that, of course, uh, again, let us know. And uh, more video content could be coming. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll even feature Swan on a video. Oh, are you ready for that? I don't know, man. <laughs> Do an audio medium for a reason. <laughs> we'll just um, you know those blocks, they like on uh, on uh, like crime shows on TV, like they're interviewing the victims or suspects or something, like under witness protection. Yeah, they just got like the pixels around their face and the voices like this. I'll just bring some black Legos, <laughs> make one myself. Yeah, you're just gonna look like somebody from uh, uh, um, oh shoot, Daft Punk. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, uh, if you are not yet a part of our Facebook group, you can head to Facebook.com and search for This Is My Bourbon Group. It's a really fun little community where we get to talk about the show. We get to talk about what's going on in the bourbon community. 
So many people leave comments and questions there uh, for us getting our opinions off the show, of course, about what's going on in our lives, what we like to do uh, as bourbon consumers and drinkers and everything. And I think it's just really cool. Yeah. And also bourbonshop.threadless.com is where you can find all of our apparel and merch. Uh, there is a sale going on right now with free shipping. I believe that's still up. If not, I apologize. We'll get a free shipping code going here soon. And then last but not least, patreon.com slash podcast is where you can uh, become a patron of the show for as little as a dollar a month. That does not sound like much, but it really, really does help this show continue every single week, every month. Um, as I said last week, uh, and it, it was very kind of timely, um, you know, the, that uh, that that day when I was recording with, with Curtis, you know, Lucy had to go to the doctor to, you know, get herself checked out. Um, Patreon was a great way for us to be able to afford that. And I know it sounds kind of ridiculous, but it does help out with some of our personal stuff. I mean, not just, you know, it's not just money that we're blowing on bourbon. I mean, it's being used for kind of day-to-day things and like being able to keep the lights on and you know hosting fees and all this that and the other so we really do appreciate anybody who is yeah. uh, a patron of the show so that that does help out you also uh if you are a patron you get things like a, a, a bonus episode every month which uh the this month's bonus episode dropped uh this past friday so definitely go and check that out now i guess we're doing these pre-game chats too before yeah. we record, which is kind of cool and fun and um, a little bit different from what we normally normally do, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun for uh, for you patrons, too. Uh, we are, of course, starting up some of our live streams and our Google Hangouts and stuff like that uh, for the patrons. Uh, that starts at the $10 tier. Uh, but again, you know, if you just want to chip in a little bit every month and throw a dollar away, totally fine. That really does help us out. Uh, otherwise, thank you all so much for just listening to the show every week. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Two years in, and I feel like we're finally hitting our stride, Swan. Yeah, we're flying now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Well, I think that about does it for us this week. Anything else you want to say, Swan? No, I'm good. Okay, great. Yeah. Thank, thank you for that. I will see you next week, but until then, I'm Perry. And I'm Swan. And this is my bourbon podcast. That's what I thought, mate. Oh, mate, maybe a little bit more than that, mate.